This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan Laplante and players Tom McGee as Interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Elizabeth as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borovic as Sister Olien Mina. My report shows that Olien and Nero fought valiantly and survived the first wave of combat. Seth honored the deal with Skullshield and convinced Pettis Fetidum to bet all of Skullshield's 100 million thrones on the fight, while Piper sat in frustration, hesitant to use her cipher abilities amongst potential cultist threats. Will the valiant gladiators survive the next wave, this time against Arcoflagellants? Find out next in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. Do you recall that old Terran saying about plans and enemies? No plan, however brilliant, survives contact with the enemy. A wise commander factors such failures into his preparations. From the personal musings of Fabius Bile. You were all in the arena, in the midst of the gladiator games on the first day of determining the new governor of the Artis system. Uh, Two of you are in the stands. Seth, you are waiting to hear from Pettis Fetidum about your offer to bet 100 million thrones, I think, was the number. It was really high. It was 100 Uh, million thrones. Thrones on a game that you have sort of rigged, but not entirely. Uh, And Piper, you are scared to use your powers, but watching death matches in a very uncomfortable way, with Warden Mm. providing his usual role of being human furniture that is both strong and silent. Meanwhile, in the arena, alongside two of Nero Skull Shields, uh, for lack of a better term, Skull Shields, Mina and Nero, you are both uh, ready for action, at which point two Arcoflagellants burst out of the opposite end of the arena with chain blades for arms. Uh, not their entire arms, just, just above the elbow through to the hands and beyond. Uh, and you actually see as they race towards you that they are spinning, uh, rotating on the stump. So these are very, very dangerous, very, very capable. Because they are much faster than the animals that came out in the first round, I will need a quick initiative. So either vigilance or cool, depending on the way you think your your character would go. Vigilance is general combat awareness. Cool is kind of reacting in an effective manner. Uh, With difficulty zero, I just want to know what the scores are. I got one success, five advantages. Nice. All right, one second. I know I have a skill for this, and I'm just trying to find it. <laughs> it's been a hot second. Good first roll, having... though. Good first roll. Good first roll. Yeah, Thanks. high five. Yep, and it's on cool. So if, uh, if it matters, that you know just what? means your your gut reaction is pretty solid. Uh, I don't, uh, maybe I don't. Maybe we got nothing. So let's let's do it. <laughs> roll with nothing. <laughs> uh, one success, one advantage for Nero. All right, I am going to say, because the die rolls for for the Arcoflagellant heading for the two of you instead of your two skull shields, who I think at this point are mildly panicking. This is way more than they're trained to deal with. Um, 
Mina, you will be going first. Your snap reaction was the quickest. Uh, and Nero, you tied with uh, the Arcoflagellants, but because you have a ranged weapon and they don't, you will be acting first. I think they're coming towards you. You're waiting for them. So logically, you would have the advantage there. So, Mina, the Skull Shields are dealing with their Arcoflagellant off to the side, but there is one that is clearly gunning towards you and Nero who are standing together. What do you do? Oh, yeah. She's definitely just going to get in between Nero and this this thing and run towards it as it's running towards her. And with her shield out, she's going to just run into melee combat with it. Nice. The never-ending, always-charging <laughs> imperial yes. religion, as it should be. Uh, are you striking with both weapons? Are you striking with one this time? What's your What's your intent? Mm, let's... Let's... Yeah, let's strike with... Let's try to strike with both. So I think that is... Adds a red to the difficulty. Yes, it does. So okay. your difficulty will be two purple, one red. Um, you get to add one success automatically because the Arcoflagellant is frenzied. You are hearing it just scream inside its helmet. It clearly can't see you, and it is just howling in a torn throat. It's been yelling for, you know, a couple minutes before this started kind mm -hmm. of scenario. Um, I think... That's it. Right. <laughs> On my end, I, I will actually, I will spend a story point and upgrade another one of those die. Okay. Uh, so you'll have two reds. Just because with two chain weapons randomly spinning and whirring towards you, I think it is unpredictable how its yep. strikes can work. Yep. Um, how many story points do you have? <laughs> uh, you currently have three. <laughs> Could I use one? Please? Absolutely you can. Okay. The clash of religious titans. It truly, <laughs> truly is. All right. Um... Okay. I strongly support using a story point. Okay, very good. Like this. <laughs> so this is this is the spread for this attack would be one green, four yellow, one purple, two red. That's it. And one nice. auto success, you said. Yes. All right. And one success you get for free. Fuck yeah. Here we go. Do it. Four successes, one triumph. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Oh. But I don't think I don't think I can use my second weapon because I didn't get an advantage. I need an advantage mm. to you need hit two second uh, Oh, yeah, you need one I need one because I'm special. sometimes yeah. work that way. I can't remember if that's... Uh, I would let this. you spend the triumph if you want to convert that over to get your second weapon strike. Um, so just depend whether you want to trigger a crit or swing a second weapon. I think hmm. I want to use it towards a crit. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. So right out the gate, your weapon does how much damage? It does nine damage. And we're adding four, so it comes up to 13. <laughs> and, it's, and it's pierce one, vicious three. Okay. Yes. Pierce one. Not, oh, my God. So nine plus four is 13. We'll yep. just add one automatically for the pierce, which goes to 15. Uh, 15. It's soak is five. So you do 10 damage which is gnarly. <laughs> uh, and I need you to roll a D100 so we can okay, see where okay. things fall on the crit chart. I, do that. I rolled a 45. 45. Um, you knock it prone. So That's what you, I wanted you, to do. <laughs> you come in and I, let's say you, you, do you feel like you'd knock it prone with the shield? Like, is this a stab hit with shield or is this double sword work? Um... Yeah, I think it's work. a it's like a mostly it's like a mostly sword. Like that's where all the damage is coming from, and then not attacking with the shield, but kind of just shoving down, like bearing down on it, basically. Nice. Like kneel. 
<laughs> and it does. Uh, it's off balanced and spinning chain blades, but it is kneeling. So you will have advantage on upcoming attacks with it being prone uh, in front of you. Uh, Nero, you are next, though. Uh, I feel like these, uh, you know, these skull shield guys really have this on lockdown. Um, you know, the the panic in their eyes and the unprofessional <laughs> screams are really uh, selling me on this. Um, uh, Nero is uh, legitimately a little taken aback that Sister Mina stepped in front. Um, at this point, he wasn't really sure. Um, but uh, he just mutters under his breath, oh, Horace, bless that woman. Uh, and then um, I'm going to use my maneuver to aim. Um, and it's one of those, those sort of like cinematic moments where it's just like, there's no, there's no stress to this. Uh, cause honestly, these arcoflagellants, like, honestly, chaos has such cooler shit out there that like, these are just kind of adorable in, in a weird way. Um, so like he respects the game, but whatever. So he's just very casually lining up a, a sight on it. Um, uh, Mina tells it to Neil and he's just like, oh man, so, so susceptible. Um, so I'm gonna use my maneuver to aim. Uh, and then I'm going to try and just offload into this thing on the ground. Uh, good news is for me, uh, because of my targeter, I can remove three setback yes. from attacks. So that's actually yeah. going to neutralize shooting into combat and um, shooting prone. Um, so it really is just one of those classic, like the sniper and the hostage situation things where it's just like, I've got a clean shot. So pew, pew. Um, so I'm going to light up. Uh, try Beautiful. and light this thing up off the ground. Uh, you uh, do need to upgrade a difficulty die because you're shooting into combat where an ally is fighting them. So sure. there's yeah, a free red upgrade. Uh, and I'll use a story point for the other because it just feels like this is very high stakes and unpredictable in terms of the combat. Cool. So that's two red. Yep. Then uh, some firing. I believe this is mid-range, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then I've got my ranged plus my sweet, sweet agility. Um, yep. So that'll be the ranged light and you get a boost for aiming. Got a boost framing. I removed my setback. Um, and yeah, I'm going to spend a story point as well. Yep. Um, because uh, again, I think he is truly touched. He's also not entirely sure Sister Mina can survive this thing standing up. Um, <laughs> and also, if and when the skull shields die almost immediately, he's going to really need her to not die if this thing stands up. Um, all right, cool. I am uh, I'm locked and loaded. All right, let's see what happens. Cool. Four yellow, two red, one blue. Let's dance. Uh, fascinating. Uh, three advantage, two failure. Oh. Three advantage, two failure. Oh, I somehow I just knew before this started. I was like, let's get at the weird advantage chart. You are correct. <laughs> so they, there are kind of a couple of things you can do. You got three advantage, you're saying? Three advantage, two failure. Three advantage, two failure. Okay, so you don't actually... I would say you probably do hit the Arcoflagellant. I just think it's it's glancing enough that the bolts, instead of exploding on impact, hit some of its spinal coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of ping off and explode in the air. They're, uh, they're however, boys. I think we could say that it gives a boost to Mina because the Flagellant sure. is, is down. Uh, and then you could also add a setback die to your opponent's next check if you wanted to. Uh, cool. Let's do that. Great. So that'll be your your three advantage. So it'll be an additional setback for the Arcoflagellant on its uh, attack. Uh, and Mina, you will have a boost on your next attack, check, whatever it needs to be uh, in terms of this engagement. Uh, the Skull Shields, let's see how those homies are doing. Good luck, babies. Yeah, they, they're having a time, you know? They do get that automatic success, though, which is nice. 
We had one day left till retirement. Yeah. Join the guards, they said. It'll be fun, they said. See the world. Shoot exotic Xenos. Okay. That was pretty much a straight up roll across the board of three yellow to three red. Uh, they got one green and they got a boost because they got a chance to shoot before it started. And they came up with two success, two advantage. So I will say they they are currently uh, engaging theirs with with full success. I'm only doing one roll for the other team, so I'm only going to do one roll for them. So we'll say that fight is still going, but they are managing to kind of... You're watching them wear down theirs, and you're realizing, oh, despite the panic, it seems like two people screaming is trumping one person in a giant visor helmet screaming with chain blade arms. Uh, so you, you won't have a rude interruption uh, from the side. However, the arcoflagellant that is just shrieking from where it, it is on the ground mm. is now stabbing upwards at Mina, uh, perhaps receiving what I will describe as the most setback dice ever added to a roll. Um, <laughs> so it is attacking with its chain limbs. Uh, it receives three yellow and one green. I just want to paint a picture of how dangerous things are. Some of this becomes a little mechanical, but I don't mind uh, displaying these rolls. Uh it auto adds a success and to advantage because it is just so pumped full of danger drugs that it is going if you're wild. Near it, it's hitting you, kind of thing. It's it, <sighs> you itself. Uh, it also takes two wounds just for being active. Uh, Arcoflagellants, you can see it's like tearing its own muscles, lashing out. Uh, if you turn one on and just leave it in a room, it dies real fast. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, however, I know there are four defense for <laughs> Mina just. Just maxing out what is literally possible for a PC to have, plus an additional wow. setback from Nero's shooting, plus an additional setback for being prone. So that means there Please. are six setback dice on this roll. Please. Okay. I I am not going to use a story point. I just want to see how this plays out. Here we go. Oh. Two advantage. So that's that's a pretty good getaway. That's that is that is miraculously good. (laughs) The the twin chain weapon. So it is lashing out. I will say uh, for the advantage, uh, it gets back to its feet, uh, and it it just redoubles its assault. So it's it's coming Mm. in, but it will no longer have any of the disadvantages from being prone. Nor will you have the advantages for attacking it. So that'll be the spend. It's flailing so frantically, you can fend it off with your shield just barely. But it's back and coming at you. So, okay. Mina, we're back to you. All right. The crowd is is kind of going insane now. You charged the dinosaur originally. Now you've charged a flagellant. There's, there's a little bit of a crowd filtering in from the other arenas. You realize some people were a little disappointed by some of the other fight groups. So people are getting into the blood-soaked, uh, blood-soaked martyr. Yep. Yep. All right. All we can do, all we can do is just try to... Hit the shit out of it. And I'm going <laughs> to do two weapons again because we got to put this thing down. Great. Yes, so just... that'll be three difficulty. Uh, I'm going to spend a story point. So two of them will be red. Right. So it's two purple, two red because one for the double. Uh, it starts at two. You get one more for the double. So no, one purple, two red. One purple, two. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. That's better. Um, And then I am going to say, I'm going to give do you I one. Get... My boost passed from yes. Nero? So you get your boost passed from Nero, uh, and I will add a setback just because this thing is attacked so ferociously it could get back to its feet. And I get one auto success on it because it's frenzy. Frenzy. Yeah, so it's not defending itself adequately, just attacking you uh, with relentless abandon. Okay. 
<laughs> How many story points do we have? Uh, you've got enough to use one. Yes, you've, you've, you've got, got two, uh, right? You've got three actually, because I just oh, spent okay. one. Oh, so I will we keep use ping ponging them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I never three, keep track so. of when you use them. All right. Currently, uh, after we've done our spends, you guys have two, and I have three right now. Is our story point scenario? Okay. Oh, okay. So I, I've got one green, four yellow, one purple, two red, one boost, one setback, one auto success. Correct. Okay. I'm gonna push a button and. <laughs> Oh, oh, Emperor, please. Three advantages, one triumph. So I still don't get Fuck my second yes. attack, but we're, we're, no, we're cleaving but, it up. Uh, wait, three I, advantages and a triumph? Yes, a triumph counts as a success. So you oh, will get both of your attacks. Oh, great. Okay. Um, and your damage is, is so emphatically large between those two weapons. What I would like to ask you is, how does Sister Mina finish off the Arcoflagellant? Oh, man. she's She's just like... So it's it's been trying to flail and come at her with the, the like circular saws and it's been trying to stand up and she's just been bearing the shield and her weight down on it to the point where it's, it's like sort of under her and flailing and she puts one boot up on it on in, in the middle of its back like on its between its shoulder blades and she just bears down the chain sword on the back of its neck where its spine <laughs> is and just as it separates the the spleen and like its head comes off and just gore sprays up and it's still flailing as it just is deadened. <laughs> Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dice. For monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency, you'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. The crowd is going fucking mental. Uh, And you just see... The phrase that's getting flashed on the screen in the middle is just like, bloodgasm, bloodgasm. Like, it's just the fucking crowd loves this. Uh, and and you see your skull shields manage to put down the other arcoflagellant in an equally violent and sporting fashion. Uh, yeah, so I, I think you, Mino would turn, like, huffing and, like, like, like rage-filled, like, Ugh. but in turn, like, she's going to go after the other arcoflagellant and then sees it's already dead and is kind of, like, then gets her, like, poise back. And know? I will... Uh, Staring at them, finish it, uh, thumb off the tab on the grenade I was going to toss at all three of them and just slide it back into my belt. (laughs) (laughs) No one else sees it, but, you know, somewhere two Skull Shield parents are feeling much better about the world. Honestly, right here, one Nero Abagnale is happy he doesn't have to waste a grenade. And I mean, also Skull Shields, but it's all good then. So inside the arena, you get a moment to reposition yourselves uh, and look up at the screens to see how things have worked out for the other teams versus the Arcoflagellants. So first up, we'll see how Lucia's team does. Uh, We've got 
those upgrades. Three damage, two boost because there are no weapons and they are they are no ranged weapons uh, against them. Yep, their guns are going to be good initially. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, six advantages, one triumph, and four failures. What a oh, weird, no. weird combo. Oh. oh. Oh, no. No, we can't. What? Yeah, that's four failures. And they got four team members. Uh, what I'm going to say is there's one stormtrooper still standing. So you watch the Arcoflagellant just... They'd spread out thinking it would give them the advantage and split fire, which did, which is why they're still alive. Uh, and you just see Arcoflagellants mow down the ones that they're up against. There is a triumph, though. So there is one stormtrooper unarmed just still standing. Uh, and you watch and Lucia does not throw in the towel. That one stormtrooper is facing whatever comes through next. Unarmed or unscathed? I need to know. Uh, unscathed? Okay. Uh, I will say... Uh, the, the weapon was damaged, but you see okay. the stormtrooper going over to strip off another trooper's uh, okay rifle and backpack. So Boy, that makes <laughs> shit real difficult. Okay, so we need <laughs> we need these other two houses to have fucked up. I'm hoping these naked gladiators got completely decimated. <laughs> okay, just to make a note for the stormtroopers, one left. I mean, <laughs> easy come thrones, <laughs> easy go thrones. It's fine. <laughs> No. We might right. be hitchhiking home, but that's all right. So you get the highlight reel for the gladiators. Let's see what happens. Um, they're facing three red die against their priority rolls because of uh, the upgraded danger here. The gladiators have got... Are we not entertained? They get, a yellow. <laughs> they get an automatic boost no matter what they fight, and they get another boost because they fought so well in the previous round. Ooh, I'm going to make a note of this, actually, because there was a triumph. So he's there. But uh, in the previous roll, uh, let's see what happens. Holy shit. The gladiators rolled seven successes and two advantage. Oh, my God. Get out of here, guys. It turns out. I just take my clothes off. Apparently, that's the key. <laughs> the gladiators, and you see this in the replays, the reason they perform so well is they're used to fighting creatures and unpredictable things. These arcoflagellants don't defend themselves. So they're very dangerous. They come in swinging really, really hard, but they're not playing it tactically. Yep. So the professionals wait for them to get in close and it, they just do what Mina did. One of them is in front to just tank the hits and not die. And that's their only job. And the other flanked them until they took the whole team out. Uh, and they're just parading around. People <laughs> are loving them. Um, you see, you see Lucia Bain's crowd is basically split. Half of them stay in their seats to watch this person die. And the other half split up to go watch the other teams that appear more interesting, uh, as no one really believes she's going to be able to keep this running. Uh, and then our final team, which are the bounty hunters that you watch in the replay, they've got, there we go. These enemies are man sized. So they get uh, two boost. Uh, but they also add a setback for having a shoulder wound to one of their bounty hunters from the first round, if you right. remember from yep. the threat. Uh, one success, one threat. I'm going to say they are uh, they successfully hold off the Arcoflagellants and kill two of them, uh, but the injured bounty hunter is mowed down in the combat. So they're down to three combatants in their arena. Okay. All right. So they have... An, uh, what we'll do for casualties on teams is it just adds an automatic failure uh, to to their next roll. 
That is the recap. There is a little bit of a, a breather for the teams in the arena to prepare themselves for the next round. And we cut back to uh, the owner's box where uh, <laughs> Pedes comes over and he says, So who was supposed to win again? The um, the aptly named Suicide Kings. Do you still wish to place your bet? I can say that you will receive ten times your bet should you place it and win. Are you able now to take the entire bet? Yes, the odds are representative that this will serve our favor as the house. I but think should you too... wish to bet on another team, we could consider this option. I think it's too stupid a to bet now. Do you want to bet on yourself to win? Yes. Excellent. I can allow you to double your money should you become victorious, though I will require the name of your financier. <laughs> the name of my financier will be... Will? Oh boy, I went into Richter there, sorry. It's all right. We are all worldly people who yeah. know many accents. <laughs> the name of my financier will be forthcoming. But you told me if I returned with a better offer, I would receive it now. Or one of their names now. Very well. Let me go find his name. <laughs> Nero Skullshield, who is, Thank if, you. you're, if you're giving the true answer. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll give the true answer. I'm I'm betting on our folks to to win it now. Um, I need to basically talk to. Um, I can't remember his name either. The the current governor. Uh, there's uh, there's Rancid, who's the drooling kind of idiot, and then there's right, Gazzy or yeah, Graswalt. Yeah. I need to talk to Gazzy because I had already mentioned that like we would establish that he would basically throw in the towel once Lucia's uh, people won. Um, or once Lucia's people were like the other survivors, he would just forfeit and then that would be first and second. Um, but that's like not going to happen here. So I need to, I need to talk to him about not giving up that we're going for the, for the win here. Um, so I'm, I need to do that at some point. Like we're in his arena, so I should hopefully be able to. You're, you're in the neighboring him. box. So I yeah. think it'd be, if you're thinking of apartment style, you could kind of climb over onto the balcony of the next, like there's, you know, a four <laughs> foot high railing, okay. but you can go over to his section if you want to. Yeah, I do. I um, need to speak to him. Just someone awkwardly f- climbing over the seats. Pettis so will, will look at you first and just be like, <laughs> the bet has been placed and your information has been most, mm, shall we say, profitable. <laughs> You're a friend to the Adeptus Mercantile. And Nero Skullshield is fond of making connections and acquaintances. He should be lucky, not lucky. He should be happy to have met the financier to arrange this bet. Perhaps hold you in much higher regard than other... Oh, what are they called again? I'm sorry, I'm blanking on so many terms. You can just call adepts if you're thinking of the Adeptus Mercantile, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but perhaps more interestingly, 
Nero is the host of this game, and for him to place a bet means he has corrupted himself. And now I have confirmed the financial transaction, which means he will become a tool of my financial empire. You, Seth Corbin, are a true friend of mine. Happy to help. <laughs> is there anything else I can assist a true friend with? No, you've done quite enough. Excellent. Uh, and then he's just going to go back and you just see him kind of tapping away on a raised slate. And he is in heaven. <laughs> you have the, the only time I think you've ever seen a servant of any sort of adeptus just be almost chipper. He jumps and clicks his heels. He needs his anti-grav suspensors to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, but he does it. Meanwhile, Piper, you are sitting there having realized that this plan has has kind of been going up in... I would say smoke, but clearly it's fire at this point uh, mm-hmm. with the attempt to get Lucia Bain to win. You do, however, have some options that are available for you. You could, if you wanted to, go over to Lucia's side of the arena and use your powers to perhaps make her foes perform worse if you wanted to try to keep the Lone Stormtrooper in the game. Or you could stay here in case your friends need assistance or anything else you could come up with. I just wanted to lay those out as you have had actually time to sit there and I guess panic and think however yeah. it's appropriate for you. Where Where is Piper at and what is Piper thinking? Um, Piper is... Uh, I mean... She's kind of... She's not... <laughs> She's kind of, uh, she's not panicking because this is like, you know, if all goes to shit, like she can just, she can just leave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but that's always kind of in the back of her mind. It's like, oh, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm toying between helping Lucia's team or hurting her foes. Um, so the bounty hunters are already weakened. Uh, the pros are crushing it. So you could either yeah. take a weakened team and theoretically make them perform worse or go in and set your balance against yeah. the top performers. She's considering cursing the um, Marcus Marcus's team. Which are the pro fighters? Yeah, the pro fighters, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if she wants to do that, I would say uh, you'd need to leave this arena and go over to the Marcus Arena. I don't think you could do that from this far away, kind of through a TV mm-hmm. screen. But yes, that would be very much permissible. Okay. Do you say anything to Seth before you just mysteriously leave the box? I think I will. Like, Seth has come back. Uh, you're still on the platform, so he was a few kind of I just feet stepped or away, meters yeah. away. But <laughs> as I as I go to leave my position, I kind of want to brush past Seth and just kind of say quietly, like, uh, "So this means I have to deal with this now, right?" Do what you like. Seth is not in a good place. Seth <laughs> is like, "Do whatever you think you must." Well. I suppose 
I suppose we're fucked if we lose. So I have to do this, don't I? All right. And she just walks into like, walks into whatever tunnel weird thing she has to go to to get her around to the other side yeah you just as you leave you just see seth like hike his the waist of his pants up so he can get a leg up and over the railing as he (laughs) tries to climb around the box All right, so Warden will follow Piper. Uh, You're going to switch arenas, so you will arrive in time to be able to influence that fight, but that's a pretty straightforward walk around. There's no internal security between the arenas. They clearly want the audience to go where things are the most exciting, so it's a pretty easy stroll, and with Warden, nobody's going to fuck with you because you have, like, Mm -hmm. armed security and you already look a little bit uh, spooky to begin with. Uh, Down on the sand... Nero and Mina, uh, the Skull Shields come over for kind of like a group huddle in case you have any strategy to impart, but they're clearly used to being told exactly kind of what to do. Uh, What do you say to each other? Is there any way you want to gear up or strategize for the next thing to come out of the gates? Uh, Mina's just like, uh, whatever comes next, just shoot it. Um. There's four rounds, correct? Uh, yes, there are two more. Theoretically, there could be a fifth if all the teams make it, but yeah. it's not anticipated to make it past four. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, then I'll uh, I'll pull out one of my grenades uh, and just say, um, given the uh, escalating nature of the sorts of threats we're seeing, I think it uh, might behoove us to uh, handle whatever comes through that next door a little quickly. Uh, so... Uh, uh, Skull Shield friends, uh, you're doing a great job. Um, you know, Emperor appreciates it. Doing good for the Emperor. I'll turn to Mina and I'm like, and uh, sister, I want to thank you for for stepping in front of those uh, archiflagellant fellows as they as they came in. That was a it was a real uh, honorable thing you did. I, I can understand why you're you're one of his chosen. And then I'll just like pat you on the shoulder. Of course, sir. You know I would lay down my life before I let anything hurt you. Yeah. That's uh, that's really nice to hear. I'm gonna need you to keep that in mind around Piper, okay? And then I just pull my grenade out and be like, "All right, so uh, who's ready to win valiantly and then lose politely, huh?" I suppose I will wait for a first volley before I run into the fray. So you can use that. Skull shields. <laughs> just both of the other two say simultaneously, clearly not having much to add. Uh, and, and you you turn towards the gate as you begin to hear uh, the musical trill that summons new instruments. However, Seth, you have a quick moment to speak with a, a hallucinogenically fueled Gazzy uh, who's laying back on a throne, almost looking asleep. It really is clear that he's not watching this. And you do not know how much of this is an act, but you do know the smoke is real because you are starting to see like color waves coming oh. off of everything around you. Then I'm looking for his forfeiture handkerchief his white flag uh can you roll me a what is there do you uh, roll me a skullduggery if you need a skull shieldery roll i know a couple guys nice Hmm. nice uh i'm gonna say it is difficulty three okay uh and i'm gonna give you two setback because these are some hallucinogens that would make deft sneakery not right. anyone's strong suit okay uh, i will give you a boost because he's not 
Well, he's if he's I'll give you two boosts because he's affected too. <laughs> it feels like that's leveling the playing field in terms of drug exposure. Yeah, uh, I think if we have them available, I'm going to use it. How many do we have? Uh, you got points. You've got, you've got two. Um, you've got three, I think. Two? No, that's me. You have two. You have two. I have three. Okay. If we had three, I'd spend it. If we have two, I want our two fighters to each at least have one for for life or death combat. Um, so I won't. I won't uh, hedge my bets in that way, but this should hopefully still pan out. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to roll. Not not using um, a story point here. Should have used a story point. Three advantages <laughs> is the net. Uh, three advantages. That's uh, all as, we got. As you reach for it, uh, Gazzy just quickly snatches it out of your hand and just says, what's going on? <laughs> He's holding oh. perfectly still and his lips don't move. Mm-hmm. He's essentially throwing his voice, but he's clearly able to hear you and have a conversation. The bet is cha- the bet has changed. Lucia's not going to make it. All right, so you should win. Yes. However, two of my associates are at play in the field. And I haven't decided yet whether their lives are worth this bet or not. But as of right now, we are playing to win, not to come in second. Do you understand? Yes. Very good. Enjoy the show. Who is that? Says <laughs> as you back away. Yeah, I'm uh, after like the role more carefully cross this this gap now in the in the boxes. Now that I'm a little high. <laughs> yeah, and you are now the only person watching uh, from yeah. the owner's box as the music plays throughout the arena uh, and the the slowly cranking opposite door starts to rise once again. Uh, and from within it, you just hear a guttural sound, a wave of rage that pours out. And green skins pour forth. You see there are three full-scale orcs all with choppers and sluggers coming in hard, uh, and a squad of five, what to you look like goblins, but you'd recognize as Gretchen if you knew, which are about half the size of a person. All of them with outsized pistols. Uh, it, it seems it should be impossible, but they actually start shooting before they even make it out of the ramp. Some to the <laughs> ground, some to the sky, uh, and, and they pour forth in a new wave of Xenos-fueled violence. It may not be legal, this says Skull Shield has some weird connections to be able to bring Xenos to the battlefield, but it's happening. It's time for you to face your own miniature wah in the gladiator games of the Dominion Omnium Protohive. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Rolian Mina, and our game master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice. 
and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.